If you've decided that you want to enroll in a Medicare supplement plan to go with your original Medicare coverage, it can be really daunting to figure out which plan and which company to choose from. So today, we'll talk about how you can confidently pick a Medicare supplement and a Part D plan to fit your needs during your transition to Medicare. But before we start, my name is Cameron Giardini, and together with my co-host, Joanne Giardini-Russell, we operate Giardini Medicare which is an independent insurance agency based out of Southeast Michigan. Although we are based in Michigan, we do work virtually over the phone to directly help consumers in about 13 states to find the right Medicare coverage for them. If we do not work in your state, we will connect you with another trusted independent agent that will be able to help you find the coverage you want. And even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in today's podcast episode will help you have a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. And as a quick disclaimer before we talk about all the details in this episode, during this episode, we will refer to Medicare supplements as Medigap plans, so just know we are talking about the same thing. At no point will we be discussing Medicare Advantage plans in this episode since we have other episodes devoted entirely to choosing Medicare Advantage plans, so make sure you check those out as well. This is not an all-inclusive guide that will tell you exactly which Medigap plan and which carrier to choose, as well as which Part D plan to choose but it will put you down the right path to where you can figure out those options. Also, make sure you check out our in-depth Medigap podcast episode to understand more about Medigap plans, as well as how they vary in prices from one state to the next. Lastly, we will also assume during today's episode that you are new to Part B of Medicare, and therefore you do not have to go through health questions to qualify for a Medigap plan, since there are times when that does come into play, but we won't take that into account for today's episode. And with all that out of the way, we'll have Joanne talk about where you begin with all this. All right, so where do you start looking for a Medigap plan? So first thing you should do is familiarize yourself with the different types of Medigap plans and the Part D plans that are in your specific area. So before you seek out help, what you can do is a couple things to get started, and you can understand which Medigap and Part D plan might be available to you. So first, you can begin to understand the different plan letters that are actually associated with the Medigap plans. These plans are standardized, which means that each company that offers a plan of a specific letter has to provide the same medical coverage benefits as another company offering the same plan. So an example, a plan G with the company X is going to offer the identical coverage as plan G with company Y. So, a tip, please go to page 76 of the 2022 Medicare and You Handbook, and on that page, you're going to see a whole list, it's a chart of standardized Medigap contracts that are available to you. So, the Medigap plans that are possibly available to you include letters A, B, C, D, F, G, K, L, M, N, And there are also two high deductible options, high deductible plan F and high deductible plan G. Medicare will typically send you a paper copy of this handbook, but if you don't already have a copy, we're going to link the PDF to that handbook in the show notes on this episode. So now that you learned your ABCs and you've tried to look at the Medigap plans that are actually available in the market, you'll also want to consider the Part D coverage, which is the prescription coverage you will have to go with your Medigap coverage. So to find this, the best way to do that is actually going on Medicare.gov, entering your zip code into the Plan Finder tool, and then you'll be able to see all of the Part D options that are available to you. Now, we're not saying you just pick the cheapest one and go with it. 
but this will at least give you an idea of what the costs are for the drug coverage available in your market. And speaking of Plan Finder, you may be thinking, oh, that's probably a good place to find Medigap plans as well. It's not. So it's very hard to actually find Medigap pricing and coverage on Medicare.gov. And that's why we suggest starting with the Medicare and You handbook or the Choosing a Medigap handbook. And lastly, get help from an independent broker with all of this. There's dozens of Medigap plans that are available in most areas, and it's going to take you weeks to try to get accurate pricing for this if you don't get help. And if you've tried Medicare.gov already, you probably know that the information they provide is vague and frankly, it's, it's worthless. So we have software that we can use to instantly show you most of the Medigap plans in your area and exactly what prices they're being offered at, as well as the fact that we offer the same exact prices that you will get going directly with the insurance company. And that's not unique to us. We're not saying, you know, we're the only ones that can provide that, but any broker should be giving you the same prices for a plan that the insurance company would give you directly. So after you've seen all the, the alphabet soup of plans that are available to you, you may be thinking, I'll just pick the one I like most out of this list that Joanne talked about. But there are some that you may or may not actually be eligible for. So we'll talk about that briefly. So if you are eligible for Medicare before January 1st of 2020, you will be eligible for pretty much every Medigap plan that is listed on page 76 of the Medicare and You handbook that we talked about. And what we mean by eligible for Medicare, that means you basically, you are entitled to Medicare due to disability and stage renal disease or some other factor, or you turn 65 before January 1st of 2020. So eligible is not the same as enrolling, just wanted to point that out. And then if you are eligible more recently, so if you were eligible for Medicare on or after January 1st of 2020, you will actually not be eligible for the Medigap Plan F and the Plan C, as well as the high deductible Plan F. So when you're looking at the chart, trying to figure out which options are right for you, you can basically cross those off because it's not going to happen. You, you cannot have access to those plans. Or if you're hearing from your friends that they love their old Plan F or Plan <laughs> yeah. C and you can't have one, just know that you can't have one. So. And the good part is there are better alternatives that Joanne will talk about next. Right. So the next thing you should do at this point is then determine which plan letter that you prefer. So you can see that there's a whole bunch you can pick from, but you have to decide which plan letter you prefer. This can really seem overwhelming because there's so many options. However, we're just going to say that we recommend either plan N is in Nancy or plan G is in girl and potentially a high deductible plan depending on your state. Make sure that you compare the plan's monthly premiums to the benefits that you're receiving. So choosing a Medigap plan letter will come down to really matching the coverage that you want for the price that you're willing to pay. So Plan G, it does have more coverage than Plan N, but it has a higher monthly premium than Plan N as well. So we are going to have a future episode that dives into the details about the different Medigap plans that are available, and we'll focus on Plan N and Plan G in more detail. But because there are about a dozen different Medigap plan letters that might be available to you, we recommend choosing one or two most that appeal to you before you're trying to choose a Medigap company. So focus on the plan letter selection in this stage. We'll talk about next about picking a company. Yeah, exactly. So the, the whole thing when it comes to choosing Medigap is people, I think, tend to fixate on the company right away. And they just say, I saw this company on TV, or I've heard of this company, I want their plan. So it's just more important to start high level, look at all of the plan offerings, and then figure out which coverages align with what you're looking for. Then you narrow it down to find the company and the pricing that works for you. So when it comes to choosing a specific Medigap company or insurance carrier, 
It's always good to remember that like we talk about in our in-depth Medigap episode, these plans are sold by private insurance companies and the plans are secondary to Medicare. And this is huge because they're designed to pay most of or all of the out-of-pocket costs for Medicare-approved treatments and procedures. So now let's talk about how to narrow down which company's Medigap plan you may want to enroll in. This step really should be done with an independent broker that what or that you choose to work with use their knowledge and expertise to get customized advice based on the criteria we are going to highlight also before we continue this is huge to remember your carrier your insurance company it won't impact your medigap plans network the plans whatever medigap plan you choose will allow you to seek care at any provider nationwide that accepts original medicare remember medicare is still your primary coverage if you choose a medigap plan The name you have behind the insurance company, it does not impact this. Even if you call a doctor's office and they don't say, oh, or they say we don't take that company, it doesn't matter because again, Medigap is your secondary coverage. So just because you already have a plan with a company that has all your doctors in the network, it doesn't mean they're going to be right for you for your Medigap coverage. So always keep that in mind as we talk about things. And Joanne will hit on that a little bit more. Yeah, and and just a little another tip, don't just pick a carrier that you're most familiar with. You've seen it on TV, you know the reputation, things like that. And then don't pick the cheapest option. So we've already mentioned because Cameron said new Medigap plans are standardized. We've talked about this a lot. They are standardized. The medical coverage is exactly the same from one carrier to the next. You are not getting any better coverage when you go from one company to the next. So that causes lots and lots of people to say, "Well, if they're all the same, I'm just going to pick the cheapest company since they're all the same. It's just not that easy, unfortunately. So Cameron, why don't you tell them why it's not so easy? So the reason it's not that easy, of course, is because Medigap premium prices, they can and they will increase over time. So the cheapest Medigap carrier that is available in the beginning, it might not stay that way for years to come. And I would probably say it's likely not going to stay that way for years to come. So ask about insurance companies with strong financial backings that are available in your area, as well as ones with longer history of premium stability. Although at the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, we're all just making an educated guess based on the data we have. No one knows which company is going to have the most stability for the years to come. That's for you engineer types that want a spreadsheet and track yourself to age 100 to pick the best company. (laughs) It doesn't work. I'll just tell you the actuary is going to win. Yeah, and getting a quote for a 75-year-old, if you're currently 65, that has nothing to do with the rate you will pay in 10 years. So keep that in mind. And we also have, again, in our Medigap episode, it talks about how these companies increase their premiums. So the biggest thing is you just want to look at well-established companies with at least a few years of solid rate increase history. If somebody comes in and they're the cheapest in the market for the next few months, it's very likely that they're going to change that in the next few years. So you want to have a more established company. And then in addition to not just picking the cheapest plan and trying to figure out which plan might be right for you or which company might be right for you, we mentioned many times that the Medigap plans, they have standardized benefits, but it's kind of misleading because that is actually just in regards to their core medical coverage. Again, what was highlighted on that chart you see in the Medicare and You handbook. So some Medigap plans, they do offer additional benefits like gym memberships, dental and vision hearing coverage that you can buy at an increased rate or even built into the plan. So if this is important to you, make sure you at least take that into consideration when you're deciding which company to enroll with. However, understand that because those are not part of the standardized benefits, 
those benefits can and possibly will change in the future. They don't have to offer them. So don't make that the sole reason you pick one company over the other. It's really just to compliment them if it also seems to be a carrier with good stability over time. And the reason all this is important is because unlike Part D coverage and unlike Medicare Advantage coverage, Medigap plans are lifetime contracts. So as long as you pay your monthly premium, the plan will stay in force. Also, in most states, you may have to qualify based on your health if you want to switch from one Medigap plan to another. So this may be a very long-term decision based on what happens to you in the future concerning your health. This will, of course, be based on your state-specific rules that we will link to in the show notes. So you can see why it is so helpful to have a trusted independent broker help you through the process. Now that we talked about what to consider for choosing a Medigap insurance company, Joanne, Joanne will talk about what to consider when choosing prescription coverage. All right, so we're going to route you back here to Medicare's plan finder. So thankfully, this is completely unrelated to your Medigap decision, which is actually a very good feature. So if you have you know, you want to keep your Medigap and you love it and you're going to keep it for 20 years, well, you're probably not going to feel that way about your drug plan because these change a lot more. They're more fluid. You get the chance to change them every year. But you can and you probably should choose a Part D prescription plan provided by a different insurance carrier than the one that you choose your Medigap. Not very often do we actually put the Part D uh, side by side with the same carrier as the Medigap plan. So you're often going with a different carrier. But your Part D coverage is typically, it's going to be chosen based on your unique prescription needs. So that's why an independent broker, again, can be really helpful for this with this process. We can help compare all the Part D plans and teach you how to do this and, and everything and look at your zip code. So this is why an independent broker can be really helpful in the process. Yeah, like Joanne just said, we can help you compare all of the Part D plan options that are in your zip code. And if you call a Medigap insurance company directly to inquire about their Medigap product, we can almost guarantee they're going to try and fit you into whatever Part D plan they offer, even if they don't have the right one that fits your prescriptions and your unique lifestyle and needs. And if they don't offer prescription coverage, which many of them don't do, they aren't going to help you compare Part D options with other companies on the market. So just to round this out, Joanne will talk about how to run a quick Part D analysis to get an idea of what options you might have. Right. So to actually find a plan that might work for you, you want to run your medications on Medicare.gov. There is a tool on there called Plan Finder. You're going to enter your medications. You'll enter your preferred pharmacy after you enter your zip code. All these things are going to isolate and point you to a plan that can work well for you. You're likely going to choose the plan that shows the lowest overall prescription out-of-pocket costs for the year. Now, that means uh, taking into account premium monthly that you're paying to the plan, plus the out-of-pocket costs that you're going to incur when you walk into that pharmacy. So this computer will do all the sorting for you. Okay, so it's actually a pretty easy thing to look at. And then you're going to dig into other aspects of that. But that's a, a kind of an episode with, with talking about Part D and how to find that. But just understand it's really not a, a big thing to do. Uh, it'll take you 15 minutes a year to make sure you have the right plan in place. It's really not a big deal. But Part D is an annual contract. These plans run from January 1 until December 31st. Now, of course, if you're coming into Medicare and you're starting July 1st, you're going to have your plans going to be a July 1st through December 31st. And then you do have the option to change that if you would like to for the next, the following January. So during the annual election period of time, this is really important. This, this occurs every year from October 15th until December 7th. That is your opportunity 
to change your drug plan. So if you find that something didn't fit this year or you're taking a new medication or you're, you're learning that your plan is not going to cover a certain medication next year or the premium doubled or all those things can happen, you need to pay attention. And that's why we really encourage people learning how to run their medications on Medicare.gov. So then you're going to be able to, to pick a new plan that better fits your current needs at the time. So again, don't get the locked in sense that you're stuck forever with a drug plan because you're not. And I do want to point out too that changing your drug plan has nothing to do with your health. Cameron talked earlier about health yep. and medical underwriting possibly to change your Medicare supplement, your Medigap plan, but that does not apply to drug plans. That's a very common question that we are asked. Yeah, when it comes to Part D coverage, if you can just remember one thing, it's that your Part D decision, your prescription drug coverage decision, it's totally independent, like Joanne talked about, of your Medigap decision. Don't think you have to choose the same one as your Medigap company. Don't think you have to choose the same one as your spouse. Whatever it may be, just look at it independently every year and figure out which plan covers your prescriptions for the time being. And along those lines, choosing a Medigap plan, it often gets overcomplicated to look at the sheer amount of plan letters that are available as well as the number of insurance companies offering plans. I mean, shoot, just with Plan G alone, there's probably 60 plans I can think of in our area that actually offer this coverage. So luckily, you can take simple steps like the ones we discussed in this episode to make sure you are enrolling in a plan that fits what you need and also what you want. As always, please leave us a review on your podcast app and subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. You can also find more Medicare content from us by going to YouTube and searching Giardini Medicare. If you want to schedule a one-on-one -on -one phone call with one of our licensed brokers, you can schedule online at gmedicareteam.com or give us a call at 248-871-7756. And last but not least, if you want to send us any feedback or questions, you can directly email us at info at gmedicareteam.com. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.